Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I am super excited to be here with you today. I am coming at you from Knoxville, Tennessee. We just left Nashville and it was so much fun. I feel like we did not get enough time there, but honestly, I feel like we're definitely going to have to go back. I got to see one of my amazing clients that's in my mastermind and that was just really special to meet someone that you've been seeing on zoom like every week and like chatting with in like the group chat and literally being able to touch her in real life like that was so special um so shout out to gracie (laughs) um but yeah i am so excited for today's conversation it is definitely a vulnerable one um i have an incredible guest with me because i just didn't really want to tell the story by myself um and as we get into the episode you'll understand what i mean um but today's guest her name is barbara lally and at the age of 10 she developed a disorder called trichotillomania um, or trick for short and trichotillomania is a body focused repetitive behavior a bfrb um, that causes one to pull out their own body hair without really being able to stop or control it Um, and it's a incurable disorder and it affects up to two percent of the total population and on the show i wanted to bring barbara to come on and talk about her experience it, because it's been affecting her since she was about 10 years old. And this has also been affecting me since I was about 10 years old. And our stories are so similar. And honestly, this just hasn't been something that I've thought to talk about on the podcast. But I think that it's so important to share stories about qualities that make us us, right? And that there's no shame in maybe these things that we have kept hidden or um, that we haven't fully owned. And I just really appreciate Barbara's enthusiasm and her um, acceptance and that through all the ups and downs and in her journey and in mine, um, the the message that comes through is like self-acceptance is everything. Like when we can truly love and accept ourselves, no matter what society says, that is where we have true freedom. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't think of a better conversation to have, honestly, to shed light on this topic. So whether you have trichotillomania or not, granted, it only affects 2% of the total population. So the chances are you probably don't have it. But if you do, I want you to know that you are not alone. Um, And that you know, we're over here living our best lives and it is okay, right? I think everyone has something like this, if you know what I mean. There's something about them or about their lives that they could find unacceptable, right? Or like if the world finds out, then something bad's going to happen or they're going to get rejected. And I know for me, the journey that I've been on with my hair pulling is one of a lot of shame, And shame is such a killer, truly. Shame is such a heavy, heavy emotion. And if you're familiar with the work of Brene Brown, I like just love her so much. She's always about, you know, bringing the shame to light, um, owning it, right? Being vulnerable. And 
you know, in the spirit of sharing more about me on this podcast and having conversations about kind of the stuff that I've gone through or when I'm currently moving through, I just really thought it would be so appropriate to bring Barbara on. I know you guys are going to love the convo um, and I cannot wait to hear what you think. So without further ado, let's dive in. I just want to welcome you, Barbara. Thank you for coming on to the show and having this conversation with me. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Let's just start with like the beginning. Like, how did this start for you? And then we can dive into your story and just kind of have a conversation about this. Yeah. So um, similar to you, I was like 10 years old. um, And I remember kind of just sitting, relaxing and my hand gravitating toward my eyebrow. And like, I'm thinking, oh, like, what if I pulled on this? So I like pull on it and the hair comes out and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Let me do that again. And it kind of was like, oh, this is, this is something I probably shouldn't be doing, but I am doing. And now I feel this itching, tingling sensation, which makes me want to do it more. Um, And because I started with my eyebrows very quickly, my parents noticed. And so it was like, what are you doing? What's going on? And like, they were scared because they didn't know what was happening. And I'm scared because I didn't want to tell them that I'm doing it myself. So I like was like, oh, they're just falling out. And so, um, you know, kind of right away thrown into the medical field, like doctors, therapists, uh, psychiatrists, like what is going on? And we did get a diagnosis of trichotillomania. Um, And at the time they considered trick to be Mm self-harm. So it was a lot of different, it was a different conversation back then. Um, and it was still the conversation of you need to stop doing this. It's not like, why are you doing this? Or like, how can we help you? Right. It's like, no, this is bad. You need to stop doing it. Um, wait, can I interrupt you for a second? Of course. Isn't it so interesting as you're sharing this, because I think I had this experience. It's like, we want to get rid of it. Right. Instead of being curious and compassionate and like there, this is, this is here for something, whether, whatever it is, like, and how your parents, like my parents did the same thing. I remember my mom being like, oh, like kind of sweeping it under the rug and just being like, it's fine. It's fine. And, and like your parents obviously having a completely polar opposite experience, which was like, we have to get rid of this. We have to cure it. We have to get blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's like, we're going to take you, like you have a problem. And I think that's Mm -hmm. part of the, like the perpetuation of the problem in the first place is we experience shame around the behavior. And then that makes us do it even more because we feel really bad and it's like rooted in fear and shame and like all of that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I think they saw me also suffering too. So they're like, oh, we need to make her feel better. Like, let's fix this for her because I didn't want to go to school, you know? So I, I started with the eyebrows, but then I went quickly to my eyelashes, to the hair for my scalp. And so I'm missing all these things and kids are noticing and I'm trying to wear headbands and fake glasses and all these things to try to blend in and so they're seeing me come home and like I don't want to go to school like I don't Mm. want to be there but then when they ask oh do you want us to tell the school so that people are more aware of it I'm scared to death and I'm like don't even bring it up like I was I just wanted to blend in so bad um and I felt like I couldn't every day was a new comment to me so I'm already like at this point, I'm like 12 with everything missing. And I'm like, oh, I hate me. Like, I hate myself. Like, this is ridiculous. 
um, that I don't have enough control to stop this. Cause I, I didn't really know how to navigate because no one else knew. So no one could like lead me right. into like, let me accept this about myself or let me, you know, not be so hard on myself. So like my negative self-talk started like the second I had a bald spot, like the second. Yeah. Oh, and I yeah. was just like beating down all day. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if you've had this experience, but I know like I recently got an ADHD diagnosis and a lot of people that have ADHD also have some sort of like body repetitive, like touching. Right. And there's also, there's so much tied in with OCD, right. And this desire to control and like all these things. And it's really interesting to me that like all of this that we're talking about, it all comes down to negative self-talk, like how much we like, I don't know what comes first, right? The chicken or the egg. It's like, did we pull our hair because we hated ourselves or did we hate ourselves and then we pulled our hair? But either way, it becomes this cycle that we can't like get out of until hopefully one day we do. But like, <laughs> it's pretty mm-hmm. insane. I'm curious to hear your perspective or like if you have any, even just like reflections on on what do you, like, do you do you have any idea like what caused it? If Like, have you been able to go back and uncover the root for yourself? I think there's a few things. I think, um, you know, as I got older, I think I attached trick to everything. For me, it's like a self-soothing um, yeah. thing. Yeah. So it gets me focused. I'm focusing on one thing. The repetitive behavior soothes me, puts me back to my equilibrium. Yes. Um, but when I was younger, I had, you know, I have um, a pretty difficult relationship with my mother. I'm not going to say it's like totally on her but it was a situation where I you know you would come home and not know how Mm. she would be you know that that inconsistency and so that kind of I'm very I'm a very sensitive um person like the mood you know any type of mood or vibe I'm always like you know taking it in right yeah Yeah. so I think I think that growing up with the instability there um definitely you know feeling like you're walking on eggshells even in your own house like that that definitely could have uh could have played a part but yeah and I've um I've I still pull those days so I'm 31 as well um mm-hmm. and yeah I've, I've had moments where I've um things have grown back and maybe I'm not pulling so much that I have bald spots but I'm pulling like a tiny bit here and there yeah. um but yeah still so 21 years and yeah and counting it is so wild to me like I mean I have the same experience I still do it as well and I have phases where I won't pull for like six months. Like it'll just go away. And then I'll have moments where I'm just like, like, I think it was like last week I was telling Kurt, I'm like, oh my God, it's so bad right now. And like, I make him be like my accountability partner and tell me, cause I don't even know I'm doing it. You know, I'm sure you're the same. Like you're not even conscious. It's just like happening. And he's like, stop pulling your hair, stop pulling your hair. And like, he helps me remember that I'm doing it. But it's really interesting because I haven't actually found a, like, I thought it would be like, oh, it's a stress response or, oh, this helps me with X, Y, and Z. But I can't seem to find, at least consciously, I haven't been able to find yet the correlation or the causation, whatever, between life events and the pulling. And I'm wondering, like, mm. have you? No. So I think, uh, so for me, I thought, oh, when I'm sad or stressed out, like, I'm going to pull a lot. But like, definitely not. Like, uh, it just, it just comes for me whenever it wants to. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of, 
I used to try to track it and everything, but now I'm at a place where I'm just like, you know what, it's when it comes, I'll deal with it. When it leaves, I'll deal with it. Um, yeah. But no, I've, I'm the happiest I've been my whole life, you know, in a super loving, stable relationship, great friends, everything's to me, everything's perfect. And I'm still pulling enough where I'm missing most of my eyelashes. Like, you know, I'm still have a bald spot in yeah. my hair. And yet when I went through what I thought was like a really hard time of a breakup, you know, way back in the day, um, like one of the, you know, most devastating times of my life, I didn't pull at all. So I have no idea why um, it just, you know, it just comes when it wants to, it, it's needed when it's needed, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to me. Cause I think like not having, you know, the answer, like is probably very permission granting for a lot of people, you know, because it's like, we don't know. And we may never know, you know, that's kind of the crazy part. I do believe there is like, I don't know, in my, like, in my gut, I do believe there is something there. It's just obviously hasn't been brought to light. And because it's not a very common condition, it's not really talked about much. And it's, it's kind of like, I actually remember, I don't know if you have this experience, but I remember a girl that I knew growing up, like middle school, she pulled her hair out. And I remember seeing her hair and it was, she pulled out her hair, it wasn't her eyebrows or her eyelashes. And I remember seeing her hair and just being like, what's wrong with her? Like being really young, not knowing. Right. But you could tell like something was wrong with her hair because it looked so like thin and broken. And she was a young girl. Like we were eight, nine, 10, like that shouldn't have been happening, you know? And I got the sense, I just had this feeling. I was also, I am still, but I was also a very highly sensitive, like intuitive child. And I'm like, something's up, but it wasn't until I saw her that I started doing it. It was so weird. Oh. Like, it, like it was like mirroring, you know, like when somebody else is doing it, it's like, you kind of mirror them. And I'm like, was I, is that like literally how it happened? And then it just becomes this habit that becomes unconscious because it's, you know, decades old. I don't know, but the only other person that I know of was a friend of mine in college who he used to pick out his um, beard hair. Like I would see him always like playing like this. And then he would just like randomly pull out a hair, but it didn't, he had so much hair. He was like super Italian that you would never like be able to tell. Whereas, I mean, my experience with pulling out my own hair, I would give myself bald spots. I still have like recovering bald spots, you know, or like cowlicks or whatever. I never pulled out my brows or my lashes, but it was always my hair. And I was so self-conscious. Like I just felt so ugly. You know, I was like, why would anyone want to look at me? Like, that's so sad, but I think it contributed to so much of like my body image issues and like my self-hate and all the shit that you just tell yourself as a woman growing up mm -hmm. in society that's like if you're not perfect with like the perfect hair and the perfect skin and the perfect abs like you're so <laughs> unlovable you know and I think as like highly sensitive children or children that grow up in unstable homes myself included it's like god the last thing we want is to feel that way you know we just like want to be loved mm-hmm <laughs> mm-hmm mm -hmm. And I've, I've spoken to someone um, who started, remember the whole um, idea where if you, an eyelash falls out, you can make a wish? Yes. Have you heard yes. of that? Like when you're growing up? So she started pulling her eyelashes because of that. And then she started getting, and then she like, this sensation kind of split the switch and was like, Mew. and then now she still 
struggles with it because of that idea of, oh, you know, let me make a wish, let me make a wish and, you know, spark something. But some people also think it's um, the grooming gene. You know, it could be from trauma or something like that, but it also could be just the grooming gene um, kind of on overdrive. Because like animals can do it, like birds can have trick and like pull their yep. feathers out um, in certain situations. So it's interesting. It just, I guess it depends on each person, but yeah. 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 I, I just have, I mean, I think it's related to OCD for sure. I mean, it is an OCD disorder, right? But I think it's related to like a deep desire for control and perfectionism, you know, even to like, cause I don't know about you, but when I pull out my hair, it's not just, I pull out a random hair. It's like, I pull out a hair that feels a certain way. Right. Like, and it's this like, yeah, it's like, it is a desire for sensation. It's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. So I will say that, um, so I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't put trick completely under OCD only because some people who have it don't have it. They call it a body focused, repetitive behavior. Like it's its okay. own, it's its okay. own it's thing. Novel. Okay. Yeah. So That's it's because it, it used to be, it definitely used to be, they thought self-harm and then they thought OCD, yeah. but like I, I, um, for some people that just don't have, you know, some of those symptoms, it wouldn't make sense for them. It's just, yeah, it's own thing now. Yeah. Wow. That is wild. So I'm curious, it's like, what, what have you done to get more comfortable in your skin and in your hair, obviously, and just in your general appearance? I know you're wearing a hat. Super cute. She's got a bucket hat on right oh, now. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But I would love to like share that journey with us of like really having compassion and grace for yourself and then coming up with, you know, solutions. Yeah. So it took a long time. I, um, I constantly covered things up or I wear fake eyelashes or makeup until I left my teaching job. So in 2020, I pulled out all my eyelashes again for the first time in 10 years. And so I was a teacher. So I'm like, I have to face these kids at some point. I need, you know, it's not, I, it's not the conversation I want to have with yeah. eight-year-olds at the, at the time. So I'm wearing fake eyelashes every day. I'm sleeping with them. I'm, you know, constantly pulling the glue off, putting the glue back on. My eyelids are irritated. And when I decided to sleep teaching two years later, I um, was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm mm. not going to um, put makeup on every day. Like I'm just going to show up. Like wherever I decide to, you know, go get a job, I'm going to walk in there with like no eyelashes and just that's it. And if they ask about it, great. And if they don't, great. Um, and so I definitely, I did that. And I, and I knew, you know, after I wrote the book, um, things were changing for me. You know, I have to, as the person who wrote the book, I can't be hiding behind um, this idea of like shame that I used to, uh, mm -hmm. hiding behind the false eyelashes and things like that. So I, I definitely took that step to get out of my comfort zone. Um, and so now I just, just look how I look. If I pull my eyelashes out, like I, you know, I can show you, I'm only wearing a hat because my hair is dirty, <laughs> but you can kind of see, I have like missing, um, lashes here, but like, yeah. I just go to work yeah. like that. Like I just do what I want to do. And I, um, I have, I just noticed as an adult, people don't really ask you, like they have yeah. like, you know, some manners compared yeah. to other people. And if they do ask, it's out of a place of like understanding versus like, being accusatory or just being judgmental um 
but yeah, so that was, that was a big thing for me, just kind of owning it, showing my face. When I first made the Instagram account, The Trickster Diaries, that's the title of the book. And, and the reason I made the Instagram was because I never talked about my trick ever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hated it so much. And so I, I made this anonymous at the time, Instagram account. I started sharing little snippets of what would end up being the book. And people were really nice about it and, you know, would share their stories back with me. And so I'm like, okay, if I'm publishing this book, how can I hide on the internet? Like I literally can't. So it took a little bit, but eventually I'm showing my face, I'm getting out there. And so, um, yeah, it was just something I actively worked on. I ha- I just was like, I'm tired of fighting with myself over this. I'm tired mm-hmm. of not talking about it. I'm tired of hating it. And like, if someone brings it up, I get sick to my stomach. Like, no, I want to just talk about it. Why do I feel bad about this? I'm not it's not my fault. I'm not going to stop pulling. Probably let's, let's make peace with this and, and, you know, use it for the greater good. Yeah. Wow. That's so beautiful. Oh my God. I'm like, so (laughs) glad that I found you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Your story is so inspiring. I mean, I think that whether every, like whether the community listening right now has trick or not, right? The the majority of them probably don't just based on pure statistics alone, right? But I think that everyone has something like this, right? Many multiple things like this where (laughs) they're hiding in plain sight, you know? Like, and I was that person as well with so many parts of my life. And I think I can even like feel it in your energy. Like you just, it feels like this lightness and this like liberation and freedom of like, I'm not letting this thing hold me back from living my best life. In fact, I'm going to use it to become maybe one of my purposes and for me to refine and reclaim my power. And it's like, when we have the courage to take our pain and feel it and process it and make peace with it and turn it into something like, That is so freaking beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that was good. That's so good. So you have your book, right? Is the, I didn't finish reading the book. I just started it, but the, is the book, um, can you tell us a little bit about the book for anyone who hasn't read it and wants to get it? Sure. Yeah. So the Trickster Diaries is a memoir of my life with trichotillomania. Um, and so it's a collection of short stories, poems, photographs, just detailing all the memories that I have um, through this, this journey with trigotillomania. And it's not a spoiler because you are listening to me now, but the, ha- the ending is happy. You know, we're, we're in a good place. And so that's always nice to know. It's like, it's, a, it's, a, it's an emotional roller coaster, but it is... Um, it's true. And it, and it's needed because I'm not writing a book saying, oh, this is how I've stopped. It's like, no, this is how I've gone from hating myself to loving myself and changing the way that I talk to myself. Um, and like you said, I think it can you know relate to other people um, and the things that they're dealing with too. Yeah. Oh, that is beautiful. And can people buy it like on Amazon or where, where can people buy it? Yeah. So you can buy it on Amazon. That's like the main place to get it. You can get it signed from me directly. Um, And then I do have a guided journal that goes with it. I don't know if you want me to talk about that. Yeah, please do. I got, I got a few things going on. So, okay, Okay, girl, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So I have the memoirs, the trickster diaries. And then a year after that, I published 
the guided journal called My Trickster Diaries. And so what that is, is a collection of writing prompts, tips, little fun activities, handwritten notes. Um, and it kind of, it's, it's written so that you can, you know, share your story in a similar fashion. So it starts with all these questions about your trichotillomania, but then near the end, it turns into, you know, self-love, self-acceptance. How can I, you know, be the best version of myself with trick, but also not even with trick at all. Let's just, you know, figure out what, what makes us happy. Um, and so it's my hope that people who have the journal, if they've never shared before, maybe they start writing it and then they want to give it to someone and say like, here's my story, read it, or they write their own book. Um, yeah, yeah I, I have the journal and, um, I have a podcast and I have a course that goes with the journal. So there's a whole, oh my there's God. a whole thing we're doing. We're doing a whole thing. So <laughs> I love it. I'll get all the links for you guys. If it is something you're interested in, you can get her book, the journal, the course, listen to the podcast. Um, yeah, that is so incredible. I'm so glad that our paths crossed and that's like the beauty of social media, you know, just being able to like type in a term and just being able to find a human. <laughs> That's just like exactly what you were looking for. You know, it's like, oh, so beautiful. So mm -hmm. thank you, Barbara, for coming on and sharing your story and just having this conversation with me. I know that um, it's, I'm sure it's gotten so much easier to talk about it, but it's like so beautiful when you see someone like yourself, who's just like super in their power around it and just giving other people permission to thrive with it. Thank you so much. And come on Trick Talks. We'll have you, we'll have you come on and share your story with us. I would love to. Yeah. Just send me a link. We'll get it booked. It would be super fun. And you guys can hear me on her show. <laughs> How fun. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please screenshot it, tag both of us. I will put um, Barbara's handle in the show notes. So you have that and we will catch you on the next one. Bye you guys. We'll